Well, howdy, everybody. I do appreciate you uh, coming on board with me, and um, I hope you had a really good week. And um, let me just see here. I got to set my video here. Uh, hope you had a good week, and I, I had a wonderful week, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know if you know or not. Uh, I think I mentioned it a, a couple of episodes ago that my oldest daughter was expecting again, and uh, she gave birth to a, I think it was six point two pound little girl um, uh, this last, last not this week, but last week. And uh, everybody was healthy. Mom was healthy. The baby is healthy. Uh, ten, uh, ten fingers and ten toes. And everybody was healthy. And they're home now. And uh, I had a chance. I, I usually don't... Uh, I usually don't bother her too much when she just gets home so she can uh, rest and relax and kind of let, she's got two other little daughters, a uh, four-year-old and a, almost like a two-year-old. So I wanted to, you know, let them kind of get acclimated to the baby and, uh, and get, uh, <laughs> um, you know, have their family time before I kind of went over. So I waited a kind of week and just kind of just stayed in touch with her, see how she was feeling, how she was covering, how the baby is doing. Anyway, I had a chance to go over there this Saturday and and see the baby and and, and hold her. She just a uh, perfect little thing and uh, just a little peanut. And just um, it always just warms my heart uh, uh, to see these. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just I'm, I'm proud of my, my kids and my daughter and her husband. You know, they're... Um, so proud to be parents. Um, they are uh, good parents, and uh, uh, the wanting you know wanting to have children in, to the, in today's society is kind of rare, and it's a wonderful thing uh, to see their family growing and our our Laney family growing as well. Although her last name is Gor- uh, Gordon, but that's okay. It's still part of our family. Uh, but it was nice seeing them and hanging out with them and hanging out with my other grand and granddaughters and playing with them and. Um, I look forward to many more um, instances for that to take place, and um, I'm thrilled. You know, my my son and his wife are expecting in January, so we're going to have some massive growth uh, in our family and uh, in the next year or so, which is phenomenal, and I just I just love it. Yes, having these little kids and just watching them grow is just amazing. And uh, you just look at them and you see all this you see all this potential that's wrapped up in these kids and, and what they're learning and you see their learning curve and their language and their motor skills and things like that. It's, it's amazing to watch it take place. And you just kind of like wonder, you know, what role are they going to play in our society and in, in the world? Are they going to be, are they going to be the physician that, uh, you know, uh, cures cancer? You, you just don't know what's going to take place and it's thrilling to see them grow and um, you just you just hope for the best for them and uh, try to be a good influence on them and and I know their parents are and I just wanted to say congratulations to my daughter and her husband uh, uh, for another uh, for another grandbaby uh, which I'm excited. Um, listen, this week uh, <clears throat> you know I'm kind of like so much going on political wise. I just kind of stay away from that. And I I uh, <clears throat> excuse me I. Uh, my 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 other son-in-law is uh, has ordered a, a Lexus, and um, he's waiting on. He's been waiting for months on it, and uh, and um, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, and he's been waiting and waiting. They've been kind of um, 
like moving it backwards and moving it back and moving it back from, I guess, because of supply chain problems and things like that. So he's supposed to be getting it at the end of this month or next month, and they, he still doesn't know exactly when it's going to come. And I know people have been waiting for a, <laughs> for a long time for their, for their, uh, for their uh, Lexus. Not Lexus, but uh, their, for their Tesla. Anyway, so I've been doing a lot of study. I know he's done a lot of studies on electric cars and things like that. And besides them looking cool and they're fast and everything else like that. Um, and I've been doing a lot of reading and studying as well. And I came across this study uh, that I thought was interesting. Uh, it kind of goes against the grain a little bit uh, of what you hear in the news and hear in the media and hear from the administration about electric vehicles. Um, and it's uh, it's a it's a study that was done uh, by JD Powers. I don't know if you're familiar with JD Powers. They've been around for about 50 years. Uh, they've been doing this report on consumer vehicles and stuff and other consumer products for about 36 years. Um, You've probably seen advertisements on GM and stuff where they talk about the JD Powers Awards, you know, for you know service or quality and. And things like that. You see the little glass teardrop or whatever the design is for the JD Powers. So they've been around a long time. They're very well known. Uh, and um, um, it goes. It kind of goes against the grain a little bit about the the real truth about um, about electric cars and um, hybrids and things like that. And I thought I'd, I want to read this to you because it's it's very interesting. Um, and they have all their facts. They have all their studies that are readily available here, which I'll read a part portion of them. Um, so I thought, you know, you have the studies. You can read them for yourself. Um, and, um, and I enjoy that because, uh, you know, you can, you can read an article. And, and this one has a little bit of feeling of, of a little bit, you know, not so much uh, pro-climate change and things like that. So I, I get it. I understand how people write things uh, can lean one way or the other. But this is pretty straightforward. And the synopsis of the of the studies that this article talks about um, is is um, it's, it, to me it's pretty tight. So um, two studies have shown that electric vehicles have more quality issues than gas powered ones, and are not better for the environment. So that's a big statement to say at the, at the very beginning. They have more issues, and they are not better for the environment. Uh, so you dig into this article and you dig into the studies, which is uh, which really they have their facts behind them, and they uh, this JD Powers has done a lot of research on this. So he says many people believe electric vehicles are higher quality than gas-powered vehicles and are emissions-free, which makes them much better for the environment. But two studies have shown that electric uh, car. Now I, I get it. I, there's two studies. Um, you know, there's probably a lot more to be done, and there's probably studies that say all oh, the, the variance in this. But I just thought because I've read a lot of them, and I just kind of came across this one, and this was uh, talked about uh, the problems that uh, these car owners, or actual problems that these car owners have, and with these, and they they do a pointing system, a, what's called PP100, like uh, problems per 100, and <clears throat> I thought it was I thought it was interesting, so I thought I would want to share it with you. Uh, uh, gas power went no better for the environment. J.D. Power has produced an annual U.S. initial quality study for 36 years, which measures the quality of new vehicles based on feedback from owners. Okay, so this is just completely uh, talking to owners 
and get in their feedback. That's what this is. Uh, that straightforward. Uh, the most recent study, which it's right here, you can you know, go to this. You can go to this uh, article and get the study right up. And and I have, uh, which included Tesla, and this is for the first time Tesla does. Uh, and just be, just, but Tesla doesn't give a lot of information out on its uh, on its ownership. So it was it uh, it's not completely. Um, it doesn't give a, a complete picture of Tesla. Okay. Um, uh, Tesla, in its industry calculation for the first time, found that battery electric vehicles, EVs, and plug-in hybrid vehicles have more quality issues than gas-powered ones. Okay, let's dig in a little bit deeper. According to J.D. Power uh, owners, the owners of electric and hybrid vehicles cite more problems than do owners of gas-operated vehicles. The latter vehicles average about 175 problems per 100 vehicles, which they, in parentheses, they put PP100. Okay, hybrid, and and the thing is, that the lower the number, the better. So 175 problems per 100 people, per 100 vehicles. Okay, uh, vehicles. Okay, hybrids average 239. Um, Hybrids and uh, 100 battery powered, include, excluding the Tesla models, which average about 240 PP, uh, PP1, PP100. Uh, Tesla models average 226. Given the average cost of an electric car is roughly around 60,000 nowadays. Um, so if you think about giving up your gas powered car, uh, you're going to be paying about 20,000 more than the cost of a gas powered car right now. Okay. So that's pretty expensive. It seems owners of EVs are not getting their value that they deserve. Some blame the supply chain disruption caused by the pandemic-related lockdowns as a main reason for EVs' quality issues. Um, EV makers have sought alternative, uh, alternative, sometimes less optimal, solutions to manufacture new vehicles, but the same supply chain disruptions affected makers of gas-powered vehicles as well. Yet the three highest-ranking brands measured by overall initial quality <clears throat> are all makers of gas-powered vehicles, Buick, Dodge, and Chevrolet, um, 139, 143, and 147, respectively. Uh, some pointed to the design as a main contributing factor to EV's quality issues. According to David Amadio, he's a global director of automotive, uh, automotive at J.D. Power. Automakers view EVs as a vehicle that will transform us into an era of smart cars. So they have loaded up EVs with technologies such as touchscreens, Bluetooth, and voice recognition. EV makers also prefer to use manufactured design apps, so they make their own apps to control certain functions of the car, from locking and unlocking the doors remotely to monitoring batteries and charges. Increasing technical complexities also increase the likelihood of problems. And that's not surprising. EV owners reported more infotainment and connectivity issues in their vehicles and owners of gas-powered vehicles. Amadio acknowledged that there is a lot of room for improvement in EVs. And then they go on to talk about electric vehicles are worse for the environment. And they have the study here for that as well. And most of that goes back to, and I read the study, I opened it up and I read the study, most of it goes back, and it's going to talk about batteries as well here. Um, it goes. Let me just read this here. Uh, besides quality issues, um, the, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research found that electric vehicles are worse for the environment than gas-powered ones. I didn't know that. I just, 
I didn't really know that. I knew that the production of batteries and things, you know, that go into that and then, uh, you know, producing electricity and things like that. I didn't know that they were worse. But I mean, let's go on and read. By qualifying the external, externalities, both greenhouse gases and local air pollution generated by driving these vehicles, the government subsidies on the purchase of EVs and taxes on electric and, and or gasoline miles, researchers found that electric vehicles generate a negative environment, a negative environment benefit of 0.5 cents per mile relative to comparable gasoline of 1.5 cents per mile for vehicles driven outside of metropolitan areas. Okay, researchers specifically pointed out that despite being treated by regulators as zero emissions vehicles, electric cars are not emissions free. Charging an EV increases electricity demand. Renewal resources supply about 20% of electric of country's electricity needs. That remaining 80% were generated by fossil fuels such as coal and natural gas, despite billions of dollars in greenhouse subsidies. Okay. The comparison between gasoline vehicle and an electric one is really a comparison between burning gas or a mix of coal and natural gas to move the vehicle. And uh, so it turns out that, you know, the production of that electricity is causing the electric cars uh, to be not as efficient and zero emissions as we had thought. And it gets even worse from there. MBER study doesn't cover the reasons why the EVs are worse for the environment than gas-powered cars. For instance, most of today's EVs are powered by lithium-ion batteries. Due to heavy government subsidies, China dominates the global production of lithium-ion batteries and their precursor materials, especially graphite. Okay, China's graphite production has notoriously contributed to significant pollution in the country. Uh, pollution can come from graphic dust in the air, which is damaging whether inhaled or brought down to the earth in rain. A Bloomberg, a Bloomberg report found, uh, found, that, found this out. Uh, more pollution results from hydro, hydrochloric acid used in the process of mined graphite into usable forms. Uh, hydraulic acid is highly corrosive and can cause environmental damage if leaked into groundwater and streams. China's, uh, just an example of this, uh, China's Shandong province, which is responsible for 10% of the global graphite, that's a lot, had, a, had to suspend some of its production capacity due to environmental damages. But the growing demand on the West and EV means uh, that sufficient probably won't take, you know, probably won't be around much longer. It says a typical electric car needs 110 pounds of graphite, and a hybrid vehicle needs around 22 pounds. And ironically, the U.S. government EV subsidies end up subsidizing China's highly polluted production. So if you think you are doing your part in saving the planet by driving an EV, think twice. We also know that from past experiences, and they have a a study here, that pollution in China ends up harming the rest of the world. We don't live in a bubble here, folks. Um, Compelling Americans to switch from gas-powered cars and trucks to electric ones has been a crucial part of the administration, Biden's administration. Uh, I signed an exec- executive order last year making, you know, making sure that half of the new cars and trucks sold in the U.S. Uh, by 2030. These studies show that the, the plan will result in America spending more money on vehicles of inferior quality while having little effect on the climate change. More importantly, his plan will enrich the Chinese Communist Party at the expense of the environments of the taxpayer. And I've seen, you know, I, 
just to get a little political here, I just it bothers me that we have our resources here, gas and oil, and we can be energy efficient and energy independent, and yet we're going out. And, and, and we also produce our oil here and our oil and gas cleaner than the rest of the world does. And we have this president who is so hooked on this climate change um, that, um, you know, and, and the promises that he made that he's overlooking the fact that he's, he's going out and he's, you know, talking to the Arab nations again, Venezuela and different places in order to get oil to help curb the cost of uh, the gas uh, inflation that we've had in this country. Yet we have it right here in our own country to be able to do that. And it just bothers the bejeebies out of me that we have a president who, uh, it, well, t- what it does to me, it really shows that climate change isn't really that important to him. It's it's a, a, a movement that's important to him, and it's not really the climate. Because if he's really compl- if he's really concerned about climate, then he would use a source that, that he would use a source in oil that was that was less pollutant, and that comes from the United States versus other countries that are producing it. You know, Russia, China, uh, um, Arab nations, and things like that. So. I just, you know, I hear all this, and I just, um, it, it causes me pause. I mean, I love electrical vehicles. I think they're very cool, and I think they are the the future, you know, they are the future. But when you think about what goes play, I, you know, I drive every day, and I go out to Price, and it's about an hour and a half, and I see people, I see families uh, going on vac- vacations through the summer, and... Um, Pulling their, you know, their Ford three fifties, and they're pulling their, their, uh, their huge uh, uh, fifth wheel uh, campers and stuff like that, and I just can't imagine um, in in the close future uh, these electrical vehicles being able to do that kind of uh, that kind of work and that kind of labor that the that the that the uh, gas and oil. Um, Industry and the gas and oil can provide with a combustion engine. It's just it's amazing to me, and I don't think it's that by 2030 is not they're not going to reach that. You know that's like the end of the world coming in 10 years, like many people have said. It's just not going to happen because they just the, the technology just isn't there. The electric how are you going to you got to produce electric? How are you going to produce electric? Right? They're cutting back on everything that produces electric. They won't do. Uh, uh, nuclear. Uh, it's just like, what do you? How are you going to produce electric? You might have an, you might have a, a product that's a, electric, but you have to produce the electric to, in order for that car to operate. You have to use electric and um, hydrochloric acid in order to produce the battery that makes the the car run. And all those are pollutant factors, uh, which are probably well, according to studies, are worse than uh, gas and oil. So what? <laughs> There's a there's a change off or even a a negative change off between going all electric versus gas and oil. So I just thought that this was uh, kind of interesting. Um, how you just got to be careful. Uh, and I'm not knocking uh, electric vehicles. I don't, I'm not trying to. I think that they're cool and and I think they are a wave of the future. But I think that future's quite a ways off from where you know they are thinking. And I don't think it's as much of a climate. Um, Savior as they think it is, and um, you know, just like sustainable, uh, sustainable uh, production of you know, t- uh, turb not turbines, but windmills and things like that, and and solar solar panels and stuff like that. They're just they're not uh, 
a sustainable kind of item yet. Uh, not to say that they can't be, but um, but the way that we produce our oil today is much cleaner than what it used to be uh, years and years and years ago. And right now, oil and gas production is, as far as emissions go, is cheaper than the building, you know, than producing electricity using using coal and and gas. So it's like those are the numbers, those are the facts, and I thought I'd share share those with you. Um, of course, we just a real quickie here. We uh, continued to uh, be inundated with uh, uh, pronouns and uh, the far left and their uh, ableist views. Uh, I don't know if you read or not. You probably did about uh, Demi Lovato. She's uh, decided that this this last year she's been feeling more feminine. Okay, so she's not changed her pronouns from them and they. Uh, really, she hasn't really kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not going to use those anymore. She's just kind of added she and her because she's quote unquote feeling uh, more feminine these days and, and not just a human, you know, glob. So, <laughs> so now she's added back her she and her pronouns. So to tell you the truth, I have no idea. Uh, well, not that I would talk about Lovato very much anyway, because I don't really like her music and I'm not really interested in it. I'm too old for that crap. Um, but even in conversation with people, how do you how do you address her? You got four now. You got now you got four pronouns that, uh, that like how do you how do you even go about uh, talking to her unless you just call her by her name, and which is what you should do in the first place. All right, so that's uh, just a more ridiculousness uh, in the pronoun uh, arena. I you know it's just. I, I, <laughs> I tried to understand. I tried to understand that. You know, I read a whole uh, another whole article, a couple, couple, two or three articles actually about the use of pronouns and in the LGBTQ society and how they're used and how you're not supposed to try to guess what somebody's pronouns are and you need to ask and all this stuff. You know what? I'm sorry, but just be like the rest of us people and just live your life and stop with the pronouns. I mean. Who who in the world gets to pick their pronouns? And who and if you pick your pronouns, who knows what your pronouns are? And I'm not going to stop in a conversation with you and ask you what your pronouns are. I'm sorry, I'm not. And they'll never be used. I'm serious. They'll never they'll never be used. And it's it's just ridiculous. Uh, just more just more things to keep control over people and uh, just make communication a little bit well not a little bit but much more substantially hard when you're communicating uh, uh, to individuals and I'm just not a, I'm just not about that I'm, I'm about things that are easy I'm about things that make common and that make sense to me and it just doesn't make any sense to me I mean uh, just you know hey Lovato, just uh, you know, hey, you just use your name. Who cares about what your pronouns are? Nobody cares, really. They really don't. Um, I don't care, and I find that most of the people that I associate with, and most of the people that I run into, don't care as well, because I ask people <laughs> to tell you the truth, and most people just laugh and they say, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's that's uh, the music industry. That's Hollywood for you, and that's what they're that's what they uh, thrive on, and that's 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 the way they get their you know their thrills, uh, their notoriety, and things like that by you know bringing up these these. Uh, these crazy things with their pronouns and and their lives in general, and it's just a, it's just a way to keep them in the in the in the forefront in the media. Uh, and it's all about you know it's all about just um, 
gratifying their their vain the vain the vanity and their ego and things like that. So, uh, no, thank you. I just don't want to uh, be part of that. I think it's just. Uh, uh, detrimental. I really do. I think it's detrimental to communication. Uh, it's not real. It's, it's something, I don't care what you feel. I don't care. You know, I read an article about, I read her article and she, and she mentioned the word feelings about 10 times in it. And you know what, that's the whole, the whole movement is about feelings and, and things like that. And I just don't really, um, I just don't really, I'm not concerned myself with with the feelings of an individual who uh, make it more difficult for me to, you know, to talk about them and, and, and to, you know, maybe there is a song that, that, that I like about her and I just don't care about using, you know, uh, two pronouns. Now I got to worry about four pronouns and then tomorrow maybe she changes back again and she wants to be, a, she wants to be something else. So she's going to be, or she wants to go back to being non-binary and then, you know, not anything. She's just this glob. And so she's going to be, you know, some other, uh, some other pronouns. So now I got to have, now there's six of them that I got to worry about when I, and then there's going to be eight and there's going to be 10. And all of a sudden this person doesn't become a person anymore. It just becomes, she becomes a pronoun or a person becomes a pronoun and that's all they are is a pronoun. And what kind of life is that? It's just, to me, it's just craziness. And I just don't want to get into that craziness. So, Hey, listen, uh, I appreciate you uh, listening. Uh, hope, uh, hope the, uh, the electric car information was helpful to you. I really do. Um, you know, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I like electric cars. I, uh, if I could afford a, probably a Tesla, I'd probably go out and buy one. <laughs> um, but the facts are the facts and, uh, just be careful when you're out there, um, and you're voting and you are making a decision on things, uh, you know, uh, leadership in this country that you just, don't take everything for face value. Do your research on things, okay? That's what led me to this article. I know that there are a ton of other articles out there that I'm reading as well to try to keep myself informed about both sides of the issues and stuff like that. Um, and um, it, it, it's just important because we're in a very critical time where um, where we really need to start looking at what's true and what's factual instead of what's feelings and things like that, and looking at our country and, and really, I mean, I said this when Obama was in office his first, his first four years and when he was going for re-election that we're moving in the wrong direction, you know, and by the end of his presidencies, um, I think it was like 72, 72% of the American population thought we were moving in the wrong direction, which we were. Uh, we changed directions for a period of time with Trump uh, and now we're now we're done a complete reversal of that, and now we are back to that. And even you know we're on a on a path that uh, I think Obama uh, and the and the expeditionousness of it is um, if that's a word I, I know that's a word, but I don't know if I'm using it correctly or not. But um, the um, it, it's just moving much more quickly than than. Um, um, than I ever thought it would, and, and and so many different areas, and we've got to again. And I have the same feelings as I had with uh, with the Obama administration that we're moving in the wrong direction, and we need to we need to change course. You can never trust. I'm telling you, I don't care if it's Rep all Republicans or all Democrats. You can never trust a uh, a government that is completely one sided. You can't have. Democrats running the House and the Senate and the White House, 
and the, all the bureaucrats that are in the government. You can't. Uh, it's just it's non. It get, becomes non-functional and it moves in the wrong direction. You have to have checks and balances, and we don't have the checks and balances because you have a president, you have a House Speaker, and you got a, a majority leader in, in the Senate that are all have the same uh, goals and principles in mind, and you need to have a voice that is dissenting. So we, uh, to my to my understanding and to my wishes, I wish that that these kinds of uh, situations uh, would change, where people would be smart enough to understand that I just can't have that. I can't have all Republicans. I can't have a Republican uh, in the presidency. I can't have a Republican, uh, you know, dominating the House and the Senate both because it goes awry on the other end, and it's just. And I've always said, as long as our country is in the middle, we start trying to be more, um, follow a middle of the road, more of a conservative type of, and I'm not saying right, crazy right wingers and crazy progressive lefts. I'm talking about something in the center that we can all agree on. That's the way our country runs best. And I really hope that, um, you know, this talking today, just this one issue here, um, Will help you understand that these changes need to take place, or we're going to be going down a we're going down a path now that needs to be um, that needs to be changed. We need to change directions here, and don't believe all the uh, rhetoric uh, that's out there that you that you hear. Okay, just um, do your research. Look at these bills that are being passed. Look at the look at the significance of them. Don't believe. Just don't look at the the names of them. You know the inflation reduction bill because it doesn't do anything to to alleviate inflation. Okay, all this is a tax again, again a tax and spend initiative on climate change. It's not going to reduce inflation. The budget office declared that said it was not going to decrease. Inflation in this country over the next couple of years, and um, yet they passed it anyway under that under that guise, and you know, you, <laughs> we need to change things and we need to get things back to a centered kind of. Uh, uh, leadership, and I hope that we can do that in November. Hey, listen, that's all I've got today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, have a good one. <laughs>